Good evening, everybody. It's so good to see everybody. It's a, it is always the greatest night of the week. Um, okay, I am a grateful believer in Jesus, and I am currently struggling, struggling with some anger and disappointment, and I'm currently trying not to feed all my emotions that go with that, and my name is Carolyn. Let's open in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this evening. We thank you so much that... Uh, we all took the time to come out um, to face our fears and, um, and our struggles, to admit that we're broken and lay that before you, Lord, to know that we, we all struggle, that we all carry stuff, that we all have hurts, um, and no one's exempt from that, Lord, and that we can all look to you um, to fix us and to work on that together, Lord. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so, oh, yay, it's working. Okay, so we are on step 10 tonight. Uh, as we already just did our 12 steps, this is the one that says, we continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. And our verse that goes with it, so if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. 1 Corinthians 10, 12. So daily inventory. It's one of those tools that we're going to put in our toolbox to make sure that even when we think we're doing good, that we don't fall. And that's like falling back into bad habits. When I worked with my nutrition coach a number of years ago, he was always telling us it was not about being perfect, but it was about making 1% changes daily and then making those 1% changes a daily habit. And your life today is basically the sum of your habits. How in shape or out of shape are you are, it's a result of your habits. How happy or unhappy you are, are a result of your habits. How successful or unsuccessful you are, habits. Your sobriety, habits. Your relationship, habits. And you get the picture. Habits are the small decision, decisions that you make and the actions that you take every single day. I was reading, uh, according to researchers at Duke University, our habits will actually make up about 40% of our behaviors on any given day. What you repeatedly do ultimately forms the person you are and the things you believe. When you learn to transform your habits, you can transform your life. Romans 12.2 tells us, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So why? Why, is it big enough, do we need to do, be doing a daily inventory? You've probably asked that already. If you've already done an inventory, good for you. Uh, you probably found that when you completed it, you found some patterns in your behavior. Um, I don't want you to worry yet. If you haven't done um, a big inventory yet, don't worry. Doing a daily inventory will actually help you as well uh, because it helps you to see some of those patterns too. Knowing that when I start doing things that lead to other things, that becomes my pattern. And I can stop it earlier before it gets out of control. Mentally, checking yourself throughout the day is a good way to see if you're falling into certain patterns. 
It's also a good time to see if you need to make amends for something, admitting you're wrong, because sometimes we're wrong, and saying you're sorry right away is a good habit to have. We can check in with ourselves, do some journaling about our daily activities, the good and the bad. And I'm going to go over some prompts for you to help you get going with this, because I know the first question is going to be, how do I get started? But first, I want you to make some time every single day to evaluate your thoughts and your actions. See, for me, a daily inventory keeps me humble before God. It reminds me that I need his grace active in my life to keep me walking in his ways. It's not my own willpower, but it's his will and his power. I came across this while I was doing some research for this study tonight, and it says it's from C.S. Lewis, um, and uh, he's a really great author if you haven't read any of his stuff. But he says, relying on God has to start all over every day, as if nothing has been done yet. Right? One day at a time. So where do we begin? A great place to start is to make a daily habit of journaling. You can use a big notebook, you can use a small notebook, or if you want to, you can keep track on your phone. And I know everyone has a phone, so don't tell me you haven't got anywhere to put it. It does not have to be overwhelming because everybody thinks it's going to be huge. So here's, here's your start. You can start your first day by writing, I wrote in my journal today. I'm not kidding. If that's what you have to do to start, there's your first entry. Remember, it's progress. It is not about being perfect. So I want us to walk through some ideas and some prompts, I said, to help us start working out our daily inventory. You do not have to use all of these. Find the ones that inspire you right now, and then you can add more later. Matthew 22, 37 and 39 says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second most important is similar. Love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. So, I, yeah, uh, I want to look at this verse and I want to use this as our guide to organize our daily inventory. So our heart is about our feelings and our emotions. Our soul is about how we're building our relationship with God. And our mind is about our thoughts and how we view the world. So we will start with our heart. So a quick checkup for yourself is the acrostic heart. And you've probably seen this one before. Check yourself to see if you're hurting, you're exhausted, you're angry, resentful, or tense, or all of the above. This is a great checkup you can do throughout the day. So if you're looking for a way to check yourself throughout the day, this is a great five-point checkup. If you find yourself heading for your stress reliever of choice, Run through the five feelings that might be driving you to pick up. So these are the five feelings that might be driving you to pick up uh, your bad habits. These feelings are actually a reflex to situations. They are your feelings, that's true, but they aren't necessarily accurate to what's going on. See, I might be angry at the guy who cut me off on the highway. It happens. He may not have intended to. He might not have seen me. He might have a lot on his mind too. My anger isn't hurting him at all. It's just me. And having a smoke isn't going to change it. And having a drink isn't going to change it. 
It's not a good time to go shopping. It's not a good time to go to the drive-thru. Yelling and screaming and swearing in my car, yeah, that's not changing anything but my blood pressure. So if you feel your emotions are taking over, it's a great time to do a quick check, make sure they're reasonable and controllable. Remember, am I hurting? Am I exhausted? Am I angry? Am I resentful or am I tense? Or all of the above. So, on to soul. So our soul, this is how we're building our relationship with God. First, have you set aside a daily time with God? It's a time for reading the Bible. It's a time for devotions, time for some prayer, and a time for some listening. There's no specific time of day that you must do this. And you actually don't have to do it all at once. If you want to break it up between your meal times or morning and evening, you can do that too. But relationship building with God, this takes time, as all our good relationships do. If I want to have a good relationship with my husband, if I'm spending time with everyone but him, or I'm too busy with everyone and everything else, if I'm not talking to him, if I'm not listening to him, if I'm bad-mouthing him to everybody else, maybe I'm doing things that he specifically told me upset him. All those things are incredibly selfish and it does not make for a good marriage. And our relationship with the God of all creation, the God of the universe, the God who sent his one and only son who suffered, died, and rose again so we could be in relationship with him. It's the same. We need to make time to invest in our relationship. You can't know God if you don't spend any time getting to know him, or every day is like a blind date. Mind. So our mind is about our thoughts and how we view the world. We need to think of our minds kind of like a computer. How well it functions is completely based on the quality of the inputs. If my computer is full of viruses and malware, which it's not, um, <laughs> I have two tech people who live in my house. There's no problem with my computer. Uh, I cannot expect it to run properly when they're designed. Those, those um, viruses and malware are designed to mess up the functions and corrupt it. The question is, are you careful about the quality of what you watch? Your TV, your movies, your streaming channels, your YouTube choices, and every other visual that you are consuming. I've heard people sometimes ask and say, how would you feel if Jesus was watching with you? That's one. I'm going to challenge you tonight. How would you feel if I was watching with you? Can I come take a look at your viewing history? Somebody's laughing. <laughs> See, good parents filter what their little children watch to protect their minds. We all know that because not everything is appropriate. So you should be protecting yours. Equally, we should filter what we read and especially what and how much social media we consume. Social media companies know, they know how their, their algorithms can make people do things. They can make you buy things. They can make you change the way you think about people, how you think about politics, how you think about society as a whole. 
I was reading they did a coroner's inquest in the UK and they found that the algorithms can actually push people into suicide. So take a break from it. Limit the time you spend on it or consider deleting it altogether if it's a problem. Discuss that with your sponsor or accountability partner if you think you need some help with that. Now, just so we're clear, I am not suggesting that all you do is read the Bible or maybe watch The Chosen. There are other things that are just fine to be watching, um, but please be picky and be thoughtful about what you feed your brain. Because as I've told my children repeatedly, and they will tell you, you can't unsee things. Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Learning how God thinks can help you to think how God does. So we will go back to our inspiration verse of the night, which was Matthew 22, 37 to 39. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second most important is similar. Love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. So, love your neighbor. Who's my neighbor, right? Everybody wants to know. And if the Mr. Rogers theme song popped into your head, I know how old you are. Because the whole time I was thinking, who's my neighbor, I could hear it. And if you don't know the song, ask Monique later. I'm sure she'll sing it for you. That's right. <laughs> Jesus was asked this question. His answer was the parable of the Good Samaritan. You're welcome to read that. Ultimately, his answer was that your neighbor is the person that you show mercy to. So look around in the room. Everyone you see is your neighbor. So how did you treat your neighbor today? Hmm. When you're writing out your daily inventory, the good and the not so good things that happened, ask yourself if you were wronged by somebody today. If you wronged somebody today, got angry at someone today, mistreated someone today. If you lied, cheated, or stole from someone today. And by the way, that includes your online neighbors too. Is it time you made some amends to someone in your family? Maybe to a friend? Maybe someone you work with? Do you need to apologize for things you've said, your actions, or your thinking to someone at church, or maybe to someone who's here at CR? Remember to be balanced here. I want you to look at some good things that you did in a day. Did you smile at somebody? Did you say a kind and encouraging word? Did you share something that you have? Did you give someone some of your time, your talents, or your treasure? Are you even praying for someone? Those are all good things. And did you control your tongue, your temper, or your opinion today? Put that in the good side if you were able to hold on to that. And then the other part is loving yourself. The verse tells us this is equally important to the, first, to the main commandment because we covered caring for your heart, your soul, and your mind. But how else can we show loving care for ourselves? So I want to talk about our self-talk. Those are the things we tell ourselves in our head. I'm ugly. I'm fat. I'm stupid. I'm lazy. You know what it is you tell yourself. 
See, you have to remember you're a precious creation of the one true God. There has never been another person just like you, and there will never be another person just like you. Now, I like to live in reality, so if there is something that you can work on, we're all here for a reason, um, that you can improve, if you can improve something that's with your physical, emotional, or mental health, please do, that is loving yourself. Check that you've made and are keeping healthy boundaries with the people in your life. Don't neglect your physical self too. Whatever you are facing in life, good sleep, good food, and some good exercise will improve your ability to handle the situation. And remember to do your heart checkup throughout the day. It helps to keep you off that emotional roller coaster. <laughs> Lastly, remember to do your 12 steps and work your 12 steps. Use that to evaluate where you're at and to keep your current in your recovery. When your tank is full and you, feel, you can feel really good about yourself, it is easier to love your neighbor and to be able to pour into them. So now we have some tools and some prompts to help us check ourselves throughout the day. And we've begun to journal some of the good, the bad, and the ugly of our day. And if necessary, we have made amends quickly. And the key word is quickly <laughs> to the people we need to. So now, every couple of weeks or months, depending on where you're at, you need to set aside some time for yourself to pray over and read over your daily inventories. Now, for you, that could be a couple of hours, or for some of you, it could be a day or two. Some of that kind of depends where you're at in life. You also may need to check in with your sponsor or accountability partner to make sure you're being balanced and accurate. This is the time to look for your patterns in your behaviors, for the bad habits that you either haven't broken, have picked up again, or have new ones. And remember to celebrate your victories. If you've overcome something, if you've dropped a bad habit, then remember to celebrate that. James 1.22 says, Be doers of the word, not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. If anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his face in the mirror, for he looks at himself, goes away, and at once forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So be a doer. Janet, Jonathan, Ron, and I, we do not take the time to research, write, and prep these lessons for you because we've got nothing better to do. <sighs> we need to hear these lessons just as much as you do. But I beg you, please don't be hearers only and get up and leave and forget all about everything that you hear tonight. Be a doer who acts. And as the word promises, you will be blessed in your doing. And lastly, this great quote from Billy Graham. Being a Christian is more than just an instantaneous conversion. It is like a daily process whereby you grow to be more and more like Christ. So as we go into group, here's your questions. You can take some pictures. Why is your daily inventory important to you? 
what are the dangers of not doing a daily inventory for you? And be specific. Which of the journaling prompts are you going to implement right away? And lastly, have you been checking in or checking out?